Abundance is the mindset around how you can appreciate even the smallest of things and create that abundance in all areas of your life. And guess what happens when you start to have that type of daily mantra that's going through that you're really looking for the good, you're really looking for what is already present in your life. What I have found is that it amplifies it. All of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting this, but look at what I got in return. Look at the business that's, you know, taking off. Look at my relationship that's taking off. Look at how, you know, I, I'm sending out love and I'm getting so much more love back. Welcome to Freedom Slave Podcast, where fempreneurs, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs come to fast track their success. If you're a millennial girl boss, listen, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the goods because every week you're going to get the tools that you need to slay your business goals to create a life of time and financial freedom. I'm Ganette Jones, your host and freedom slayer in charge here. Let's begin. Welcome or welcome back to the Freedom Slay podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about abundance and really how to live your best life, but it's going to be in a way you haven't heard it spoken about before and abundance defined in a way you haven't heard it spoken about or defined before. And that is because we're speaking with a really special guest and her name is Hilary DeCesar. I think you're really going to enjoy her approach to it and just her overall presence and energy she brings to this episode. Hillary is an award-winning entrepreneur, a transformational neuro-certified coach, the CEO of The Relaunch Co., which she gets into what it is and, you know, all of that in the episode as well. And she's a featured speaker in Silicon Valley and all over the U.S., really, as well as a relentless philanthropist. And she was on the hit TV show, the ABC show, The Secret Millionaire. If you haven't watched that after you listen to this episode, make a note to go watch that show. It's really great. So she has had many, many setbacks in her life, and she actually gets into some of them in this episode. But what she does is help women to come through their setbacks and to just reprogram the way they think about them in order to create this abundant life for themselves. So I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. That's enough talking from me. Let's just dive straight in. Hello, Hillary. Exciting to have you today. I'm excited to have you on here. Janetta, this is awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. I've shared a little bit about you in the introduction, and I just want to know a bit about how you got to where you are today in your own words. So really where I got to where I am right now is through a massive amount of relaunches. And the company is the Relaunch Co. Today, it seems like everybody in some way is either professionally or personally relaunching themselves. Some, for those that are listening, it's okay to say I'm relaunching in both of the areas. But I really came to where I am because I was willing to accept all of those transitions, all of those times in my life where I realized that it wasn't just about like, oh my God, this was an awful experience. This was a divorce. This was getting melanoma. This was getting, you know, having to move or change areas or kids getting really sick. 
I realized, or businesses, you know, succeeding, failing, these were all relaunches and they made up who I had become. And so instead of looking at these relaunches as something negative that's happened in my past, I started to lean into it and say, all right. And I now believe that they have shaped who I am. And I'm actually proud of all of the relaunches that I have been in. So I realized, well, if I feel this way, I wonder if others feel that way. And from, you know, I believe it's been nine years since Lean In the book came out, Sheryl Sandberg, and how times have changed. And whether you like the Lean In, whether you didn't like the Lean In, it's now not about so much leaning in. It's literally about what type of relaunch are you going to do? And how are you going to have a positive transformation once you get through the actual relaunch? And being able to help people with the actual process is really my number one goal. I love that. And I love that you mentioned pieces of your story in that as well. You mentioned melanomas. For those of you who don't know, that's skin cancer, correct? It is. Yeah. And what year did you go through that? I actually went through that when I was 30 and I was just having my third child. It happened um, really right after. And it was um, kind of this surreal experience because I had this brand new little baby. I'm so excited to, you know, be a, a mom for the third time with three. I have twins. So it was really only two, two pregnancies, but it ended up being something that made me stop in my tracks. I had never thought about anything like that. I was not a sunblock person. I grew up in Los Angeles on the beaches. I then continued that when I moved to Colorado and I would sit there with my tinfoil and oil, baby oil, and try to get my skin as brown as possible. I look at your beautiful skin and My gosh, you know, it was one of those, like, I wanted that tan look. I wanted that, like, I didn't want to be this pasty white, you know, white person. I didn't want that. So I realized that as I had done that for a gazillion years, what came out was that melanoma can actually be come up at any time, anywhere. And I'm going to give a little shout out here to those that don't believe that it can present itself in places that the sun doesn't actually shine. Mine came up in my inside of my upper leg and I never was sitting out there with my legs spread, you know, trying to get the inside of my leg tan. So it was an interesting place and it was one of those that had a doctor not actually seen it during like just a a really crazy, I was getting my bikini wax, if you can believe that. And at that time, the doctor happened to be the person that had come into the room. I don't even know why she looked at it and said, how long have you had that? And that was (laughs) life-changing. I think I'd look like I'm like 80 or 90 years old right now if that hadn't happened because it was that day that I started to wear sunblock and started to say, all right, I got this white skin. I'm, I I have to keep it that way. <laughs> no more. I gotta. I can't expect that I can go out and you know sun the skin anymore. Mm, that's such an interesting story and the predicament how you found out that during a bikini wax is amazing to me because we're going to be talking about abundance in this episode. But I love that you shared that because a lot of people when they hear the word abundance, they it either follows an eye roll or teeth suck, and they think you know that's not for me and all of that. 
for X, Y, Z reason. They give a whole heap of reasons, but I love hearing people who've overcome difficulty and they still strive to live an abundant life. So I absolutely love that. But before we even dive into that, I guess my first question should be, how would you define abundance? So it's interesting. I've had to define this several times and abundance is not about the money you make, the things you have. It's truly a state of being. It's how you bring yourself into each and every situation. It's the mindset around how you can appreciate even the smallest of things and create that abundance in all areas of your life. And guess what happens when you start to have that type of daily mantra that's going through that you're really looking for the good, you're really looking for what is already present in your life. What I have found is that it amplifies it. All of a sudden, it's like, oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting this but look at what I got in return. Look at the business that's, you know, taking off. Look at my relationship that's taking off. Look at how, you know, I, I'm sending out love and I'm getting so much more love back. Abundance is a form of energy and it's the energy that you put out there that ultimately is, you know, the, the universe is going to match you in whatever energy you have. So abundance is at that high level. So you want to be operating at that highest level. Mm, That's such a great definition, a way to describe it. So what do you say then to those people we were talking about a bit earlier, the ones who don't think it's for them or think that because they've had X, Y, or Z circumstance happen in their life that they can't seek a life that's full? So I have a philosophy that is really, no matter what you're going through, there is going to be a silver lining that will come from it. And what that means is that no matter how bad the situation is, and I lost my mom two years ago to a just a crazy, crazy situation where she got cancer and died within 14 months. And the women in my family live well into their hundreds. And so my own identity is one that hey, I'm only halfway through my life if I'm going to live like the other women. And then this situation really, really crushed me. And watching my mom just disappear before me was incredibly like just, it took every ounce of myself to realize that, is there something that came from that situation, that horrific situation and put a silver lining around it? And yeah, sometimes it is not easy to do. And you can't do it while you're going through it. But when you get past that hurt, that constant, just deep within you pain. I mean, this was my best friend. This was my rock. And when you can see that, all right, now, as I said, it's been two years, I can look back and I can say, my God, I learned more during the 14 months of who my mom was, of that incredible strength, that power that she had within her, that I now look back on even that horrific cancer transition, that that relaunch she was going through. And I'm super proud of her. And I, it's interesting because I'm writing a book right now that's coming out in May. And it's, it's all about this idea of tapping into what I call the three HQ, the, you know, getting out of your head, the first age, into your heart, 
into that feeling emotion and being able to get to your higher self, which is your best self. And what I saw from my mom during that time and what I've chronicled in the book is the experiences around getting access into your higher self, being able to tap into that. And then, and only then do you realize that you're here for such a bigger reason, bigger purpose than, you know, all of the small things. There's the great book, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. And it really is true. And so when people are going through, whether it's, you know, financial troubles, whether it is relationship troubles, whether it is, you're just trying to relaunch your business to the next level, you have to realize that in the relaunch, in the process, in the journey, there is going to be so much wisdom that you're going to end up garnering when you are through it, right? When you get to the other side. And I have interviewed over now probably 150 people that have been through the worst situations of relaunches. I mean, losing limbs, losing kids, being like actually zipped up in a body bag. Um, having, you know, molestation, losing everything in their entire life, um, being homeless, times that are just awful, awful, awful. And not one of them, when I finish up an interview and I ask, you know, would you change a thing? Would you go back into those, you know, horrific times and actually change a thing? Not one to this date has said, heck yeah, I would. Every single one has said, you know what? I wouldn't because that has given me access to who I am meant to be. 100% believe and understand that story. I've shared many times on this podcast and, and when I've been interviewed on others about when I was held at gunpoint when I was an exchange student in Venezuela. So I totally get that piece. And I love that you were mentioning the silver lining because I know that's what you speak about often. And when you were doing these interviews, the 150 plus, was this for the book or do you interview them for something else? So it started out for my podcast. I call I have a okay. podcast called The Silver Lined Relaunch. Yeah. And then after I had done all this, after I had experienced this, been able to mourn appropriately for my mom, I realized that kind of working with my own life journey, my own experiences, you know, of the the good, bad, and the ugly merged in with the stories that I had had the gift of being able to, you know, be present and here. And then wrapping it all together, that's what I decided, you know what, this is a time when we need to hear this. This is a time when this becomes so important on, it's not about what's happened in our lives with the pandemic. It's about not getting back to the new normal. It's not about that. It's about understanding that we can't go back to normal. It will never be normal like it was, but it will have a new different. And the new different is giving you a choice. And I love, you know, I, I call that, you know, I have this formula for change, giving you the choice to make change be abundant in your life. Like it can be, but there's a process that you need to go through in order to get there. Oh, that it's perfect that you even brought it around full circle to that point, because my next question for you was, I thought it would have been the three HQ, but now that you've mentioned another process you have, what would you say are the most important things for someone to know if they want to live an abundant life through the trauma or after the trauma? 
What are the important things for them to know? We'll be back after a quick break. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. So I think that one, and first and foremost, you have the ability to manage your thoughts. There are very limited choices that we truly have, but the choice of being able to think, to have the thoughts that will impact the abundance that shows up in our life. And when you, you know, it's such a great question when you talk about abundance in the form of how can you stack the deck in your favor? Stack it in your favor so that you end up having more of the good and then be able to, you know, 10x that, be able to keep building that up and up. And so, what I like to talk about is when you're thinking about where you are right now and you are at that point where you're like, you know what? I'm just not that psyched about a certain part of my life. There's like this deep dissatisfaction, like, God, I should have been here now and I'm not, or I've had all these setbacks and I haven't quite bounced back yet. That's your dissatisfaction. That's like that, that the almighty D, but when you can sit there and say, and I call it the relaunch flip, when you can flip the script, flip your story and figure out what are you really going for? What is it that you really want? Clarity is everything. It enlightens you to be able to have the path in front of you show up for you. And so when you can start to think about what do you really want? What are you going for in professional life, in personal life? And when you can look at that and start to say, all right, that one small step is what I need. I need one small because you can't be stuck if you actually are even moving forward by, you know, a centimeter. If there's just one action step taking you forward, you're no longer stuck. Okay? It's not physically possible. If you look at the definition. Once you do that one small step, then if you think about this as this great equation, right? You've got your dissatisfaction and then you multiply that by your vision because we want a big vision of where we want to go, focus in on that, you do your one step, that actually needs to be greater than the resistance on the other side. And the resistance usually is in the form of your thoughts. And this is where I can honestly say, you have the choice. You have that great ability to choose the thought. And if I were to say, all right, the thought you're having right now, whether you're like thinking about what I'm saying and you're talking about your own stories and you even have stories about your own stories, I want you to be thinking about the, the thought you have right now. What if I said that that is blocking you from the abundance that you want to have tomorrow if that thought is negative? 
wouldn't you sit there and say, hey, wait a second, I'm not going down that path. I'm not doing that. I am going to start to do the relaunch flip and I'm going to start to flip the script, flip what I'm thinking, flip how my thoughts are coming out. And this is how this ties so nicely into the 3HQ, which we got to get out of our head. We've got to get out of our head and into our heart. Abundance is directly related to your heart. It's related to how you are showing up for you, right? Often you hear people say, okay, you got to love your life, love yourself, love, 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 love. And for so many of us, I mean, this was like so huge for me. I didn't even like myself. There was that form of like self-sabotage. I was beating myself up every single day, multiple times. And you can't just jump from, I really don't like myself to loving up everything. There has to be like, let's start with liking. Let's just start with like the thoughts, the negative thoughts that you're putting out there in your own mind about what you're doing. I didn't do this very well. Somebody tells you, God, you did such a great job doing that. And you're like, ah, well, I wish I had done this. You know, somebody says something and you immediately flip it to the negative, start flipping it to the positive. You know, I turned it in and you know what? This one thing was really great about it. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's when abundance starts to really, really magnify. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like a lot of it as well is being conscious of your thoughts, because that's sometimes people are having these negative thoughts and don't even realize it. But if they start to become aware of what it is they're thinking, they can start creating that flip you speak about. And I know you've also spoken in the past about, well, you've told people to stop looking for like-minded people and individuals around you and instead look for like-minded energy. Are you able to just expand upon that a bit? Right. So when you think about, and I said this, it's all about energy. When you think about how your thoughts, how these feelings, your emotions inside of you in that heart center, they all have an energy associated with it. They all have a vibration. And if you're in that shame, blame, you know, hate, anger, you're operating at a very low energy, low vibrational level, which means if you think the law of attraction is, you know, out there, it is out there and magnifying whatever you're thinking, like attracts like. So if you're down in that shame, blame, you are going to attract shame, blame into your life. So what I like to do is say, all right, I've talked about that. That's all self-sabotage. That's all like, you know, you're being the victim. We got to flip it and say, all right, so how can we start to move ourselves into an energy that is higher. When you look at love, it's above 500 on the vibrational scale. When you look at joy and peace, it keeps going up. So when you say this, you know, people are out there saying, oh, you know, these are like-minded people. They're just like me. I sit there and say, are they just like you at the right energy level? Or are they like you because they have the same beliefs and they're feeding back to you? But is it at that higher level of energy? Is it positive to you? And so I don't believe in sitting here and saying, you know, that we all have groups that we're a part of, but imagine if you were actually a part of like-minded energy groups, these people that are operating on that higher level so that when you are working with them, engaging with them, that that's what's bouncing back onto you. 
Because that's where I want to be. I want to be at that higher level. I don't want to be in those groups where, yeah, we're all like-minded. We have this one thought that we're all, you know, oh yeah, we're doing this one thing. I want the like-minded energy to be really driving my life. And again, I take it back to your, you know, wonderful concept of like abundance and where we can go with that. Imagine if you got out of some of these toxic relationships, toxic groups, the gossiping, you know, and just said, you know what? That's not for me. That's not doing anything for me. That's not bringing me any closer to what I ultimately want and the abundance I can have in my life. I'm loving this conversation right now because many people do think I need to find like-minded people. And I love the concept of finding the energy that aligns to where you are, but at your highest level and where you want to go. Oh man, it's so much I want to dissect in that alone, but I know, how are you doing for time actually? You know what? I'm good until uh, 11.50. I just need to get ready for the next. The next okay. One. So I'm okay. good. I think you're, I think you're fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. No, I love the whole concept of the like-minded energy because there are so many people. And I guess I tell my listeners all the time. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, you know, it's COVID right now. I can't find like-minded energy. I want you to stop asking yourself, you know, or saying you can and ask yourself, how can you make that happen? So it may not be people right in your face or, you know, the people around you, it may be the pages you're following on Instagram. Hillary mentioned, you know, gossip. Sometimes that may be gossip blogs or opening the comments and reading the things that pull your energy down as well, right? So it's thinking about it from all aspects of your life. So I love that she mentioned about aligning yourself with the like-minded energy that you seek. I love that, Hillary. Seriously, I'm going to be using that a lot. Well, your higher self, you're so you again, when you start to really realize when you can consciously think like, okay, hmm, what these women are saying, yeah, but listen to this again and again and hear it with a different, a different ear, hear it with that like inner voice, inner soul, inner like best self, your higher self, because your higher self is not looking to bash people. It's not looking at the victims. It's trying so desperately to build you up. It is trying to say, hey, this is who you really are. And what I also love to say is that there is no different. There's no difference from one person to another in terms of how far up the chain you can get with your energy and your vibration. There's no difference. There's no difference between you know somebody who is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company and that abundance and vibration that's going on there. And the one that is like, hey, I am just trying to get my next job going, my next entrepreneurship going. What do I do? It's a state of energy. And yes, we're in COVID. And yes, there's people around you that, you know, you're, they're in your house, they're in your, <laughs> they're tight knit family. And you're like, God, I can't get away from these people because we're all at home, but you can, you can select which groups online you're going to be a part of. You can look at what you're watching on TV. I always say one of the first things I do when I coach somebody is I'm like, okay, so tell me about you. Who do you follow? What are your binge Netflix shows? When do you watch these? Because if you're watching them right before you go to bed, think about all that stuff you're putting in your subconscious before you go to bed that's going to be brought up, that's going to be like, you know, going off in your brain. So in the morning, when you wake up, you're kind of already down at that negative state. Instead, 
think about think about what you're reading in terms of like how is this elevating me think about the songs you listen to there was a point where my kids were just like listening to this rap and and it was so loud it was in the car i'm like uh like does this make you feel better and of course they're like yeah and i said are you listening to the words and my daughter's like um kind of i mean i'm saying i'm like but are you listening to what is actually getting programmed in your head about the negativity about all these different things i said do me a favor that if you're going to listen to that at the end listen to something that is uplifting that you love positive just one song so you're ending it as your energy is going back up she looked at me and she's like that kind of makes sense i knew she was like about to say makes sense and she's like that kind of makes sense i said just try it I agree with music, particularly because while music has a way of changing our spirits anyway, whether that's like you mentioned, lifting them up or putting it down. And there's some songs, really popular songs out there. And I mean, even older Bon Jovi songs and things like that, where I would sing and have to stop midway because I'm like, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that sentence because our tongues are like they're casting spells, right? It's like, I feel like you're speaking these things into your life for some things. So with music, I am very particular with what I sing out loud because I think it's really important that we are conscious of all the things that we surround ourselves with. So I'm so glad you mentioned that and brought it up. And it's really easy to tell how something makes us feel, whether that's an individual, whether it's a song or TV show. And you have a knowing, it's an intuitive feeling, whether it's in your mind, whether it's a gut feeling, whatever it is, but you know, it's something that you just feel and cannot quite explain how you feel. Is your energy down afterwards? Then that pretty much gives you an exam, an idea of what you just experienced through interacting with them or it. So I love that you mentioned that. And you were also on ABC's Secret Millionaire TV show. So how did that come about? And so first off, the show's premise was super cool. And it was all about highlighting people out there that were doing amazing things that maybe didn't have enough money to really get their company off the ground, their nonprofit. And so the idea was go undercover and then find these amazing groups that I could highlight via the you know TV show. And then I was able to give my own money to them to help them serve a greater market. So the premise is awesome. The title Secret Millionaire, I still cringe at the name of it because you know that's not what it was about at all. I understand that they had to draw, you know, in viewers and listeners and all that. But what I found from that is that again, it's not about how much money you have in your bank account. It's abundance. There were people that I met that could barely, even with the, and I think at the time it was welfare, they were giving $40 a week for food. And the show gave me that allotment to live on so that I could understand it. They took away all of like anything that was of value to try to bring you down to a level where you're like, you know what? You, when you are in your own bed going to sleep and you are very much by yourself, what really goes through your mind and what do you really care about? And what it made me realize is the people I I was meeting, I was seeing through a different lens. I was seeing that, you know, everything that I walked away from for one week, it was one week, it was nothing, but it was impactful because 
I didn't have my house. I didn't have my, you know, my tea in the morning. I didn't have all those things that I became accustomed to. I didn't even have any technology. And it got me back to the heart, to what really matters, that emotional connection. And where we're going right now is especially being isolated. The loneliness has just shot up immensely before COVID. I heard the statistic, it was 60% of people felt lonely. Can you imagine what it is today? I mean, it's crazy. So the show itself gave me a chance that I probably benefited far more than the financial amounts I got. I came out with this awakening of myself like, oh, I have been writing checks to organizations, but I haven't been involved. I haven't been involved in the organizations. I haven't connected writing a check is not connection. It's a cop-out. It's an easy way to say, I did that. I'm really a good person. I donate. Sure. I donate. I write checks. When you get out there and you meet the people that are trying to truly serve people and you stand you know, shoulder to shoulder with them. I, I stood with this little boy at the time Um, I think he was probably like eight or nine years old. And he was making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, hundreds of them in the morning, and then going out and giving them to homeless people. And I did this with him on the show and we went out and I literally said to him, I'm like, I don't think I've ever, except like handing my, when you leave a restaurant and you have like a to-go box and you're like, oh, I'll have this tomorrow. And then you're like, you know, you see someone you're like, okay, here. I had never done anything besides that. And as I gave, and I talked to these people, I remember this one woman who had this big basket from a supermarket that she had taken. And and she said to me, this is everything I own in this one basket. And I asked her, I said, are you needing anything? Is there something that I can do for you? And she said, you know what? Need? I have everything I need in this basket. It's amazing. I mean, you know, that it was, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was life impactful for me. I mean, it was really, it was life changing. It set me on a uh, different trajectory. It really did. It really puts things into perspective because you're like, oh, what do you need? And she's like, well, this is everything I need. And it just tells us how much we truly need to survive in that case. Right. Right. That's all that, like, that was an, I'm sure that was an awesome experience for you. And you mentioned your book coming out in May. So I'm super excited to learn more about that. And is there anything else you wanted to share with the audience? Well, I have to tell you, I'm really excited because I am sharing a chapter that was written in its entirety, totally as a standalone chapter. And that chapter that is part of a much bigger book that's coming out in March. So I have that chapter coming out, which... As I was writing that one chapter, it really sparked like, hey, I got a lot more to say. I have a lot more of these stories of these great journeys that people have been on. And so in May, yes, the book will come out and I'm in heavy duty edit mode right now. It's something that I I, I feel like it's like a child. I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of what I'm able to share about my mom about the experiences that she taught me that I think will really resonate with so many people on their own relaunch journeys and highlight those that have been able to make it to the other side so that people can realize that they too, they too 
can do it. They can do it. So this is coming out and you can find out more about it by going to the relaunchco.com, the relaunchco.com. And you can start to follow us on Instagram at the relaunchco as well. Super exciting stuff. And there's one question I love to ask at the end of every single podcast episode, and that is what does freedom mean to you? Oh, first off, freedom is one of my core values. And what freedom means is that I am able to do what I want to do when I want to do to serve the people that I am here to help. And the freedom is that deep sense that I am so connected to my higher self, my best self. And my best self is not in shackles. It's not the victim. It is open to possibilities. I say, you know, the powerhouse of possibilities within us. And to be able to do anything at any time because I can change my thoughts, I can change my future and I can do it starting right now. That's huge freedom. Love, love, love that definition. Thank you so much for hopping on the podcast, Hilary. I truly appreciate it. Ah, you are wonderful, Ganeda. And I think the world of you and what you're doing and how you're serving your audience. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't Hillary great? Make sure you do go to the relaunchco.com as well as checking out the relaunchco on Instagram and her book when it comes out in May. So I'm going to link to all the things we talked about in this episode in the show notes. However, I want you to take a screenshot and tag us over on Instagram if you've enjoyed this episode so that we know to create more like this. We'll see you soon or I'll see you soon. I'll hear from you. You hear from me soon. That's what's going to happen. You'll hear from me soon. (laughs) Adios. Okay. Okay. I see you, Freedom Slayer. You stayed through to the end, which tells me that you likely enjoyed this episode. Listen, if you haven't already, do your sister a favor by heading on over to the iTunes store to leave a review for the podcast. It'll help others like you find a benefit from it. And look, it also helps with the rankings. Hashtag transparent AF. I appreciate you.